Hello, Hello everyone. everyone. This is a podcast that will become your friend. Join us on our weekly coastal walk and talk about all manner of topics with some hints on how to make your life easier. I'm Tishy. And I'm Smiles. Let's hit the road. Shall we? Welcome back to Canterbury, Trish. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it, today? It is. It's not quite as hot as the last time we were here. No, that was boiling. Yes, but we are dodging the showers today. Yeah, we're just in the cloisters of Canterbury Cathedral. Yes, and where we normally do a little bit of a walk, where I'm going to, I'm full disclosure, because you know I don't like to tell a lie. No. We're actually sat down enjoying the cloisters. We are. And also the fact that I'm going up to London tonight and I've got a case and you would have to hear the yeah, case. Yeah, bum, 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 It's quite bum, annoying all on the cobbles. cobbles. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to sit down and just enjoy, take some time yeah. to enjoy the view, which is spectacular. It is. It is the most amazing cathedral. You have to look up, look up, look up. And, yeah. and then you have to look down, look down, look down. Because there's stuff everywhere. It's all over the walls. It's as you there's inscriptions everywhere on the flagstones, and then the domed roofs and the windows and everything. And there's lots of students. There are. It's. Uh, I think the only time to do this without any students is winter time. I Maybe. think comes spring, autumn, summer. I couldn't believe it when I was coming down the high street from the station. I was. I would say maybe there was two thousand of them. Yeah, probably. It probably looks like it, doesn't it? I saw some with baby faces. And not because they were young, but cut out baby faces. Oh, no, I don't see that. It was very strange. But I just smiled and thought, well, hey-ho. You know, whatever floats your boat. By the way, going back to one of our early Mm -hmm. podcasts, how's the crochet going? Yeah. Can we move on? Uh, Okay. Okay. By the way, see that (laughs) podcast that we did, the crochet? People started listening to it and thought, oh, this is... uh, this isn't a podcast for me. This is all about knitting. Old and ladies old doing. Old ladies doing. You're like. Although, no, 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 can no, I just say, about? I've been knitting since I was ten, so it's not an old lady thing. No. I just want to point that out. Yes. It's an arts and crafts thing that everybody should be able to learn to do, boy or girl. But the topic was completing a task. Yeah. And we just happened to pick crochet. Crochet. Yes. No, I've got. It's on the back burner actually. Yeah, mine hasn't. Going back to knitting. Mine hasn't got any further than a long line. No. So knitting's much better. But I am completing a task this week, just um, doing my taxes. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've nearly completed mine. There you go. See, we will hey. complete a task. I'll, te- <laughs> I'll uh, check next this week, time next see if week. they're done. Okay, so we're, as we said, we're in Canterbury Cathedral. And there's a king buried here, you know. Which one? Henry IV. Mm-hmm. So we'll go and find him. We will. We're going to have a look for his uh, tomb. 1413. Yep. Now, I was uh, trolling uh, YouTube and I came across Simon Ree. Mm-hmm. I do like him uh, because when he does things, he tells you stuff without bombarding you with a load of facts. facts. And he did one on pilgrimage and he started mm-hmm. off in Linda's Farm, came through Canterbury, albeit briefly. Yeah. Oh. So anything I say, you can blame People Simon Ree. thought that Canterbury would have been a very very long episode because it has been for years pilgrimage for the uh, for the church for for Forever. Catholic and for 
Protestant, you know, you know after all, um, Pilgrim's Progress, the Canterbury Tales. Yes. They're all written about here. Correct. So, well, um, apparently, well, Canterbury is Britain's holiest cities, city. It is the home of the Church of England. Yeah. Yes. The Anglican Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm going to talk mostly about um, Thomas Beckett. Who will rid me of this troublesome priest? Yes. Very good. Thank you. So over 1400 years ago, I'm just going to actually, before I start, um, all that stuff about how to get to Canterbury. It's the same Refer as the other one. To yeah. The other and just get episode. off. Just get off earlier. <laughs> yes. Get off the stop after Ashford, and you'll be there. You <laughs> will be there. <laughs> so, um, over fourteen hundred years ago, Saint Augustine, a monk set, sent from Rome, set up a monastery to convert the locals to uh, Christianity. Now he um, landed arrived in Ramsgate. Or well, they say Recolver. In Thanet, somewhere. I don't know why they would say Recolver or Ramsgate particularly, because okay. neither of those probably existed back then. Mm-hmm. But it was back then. Yes. yes. Yeah. A long time ago. Probably was. Round Roman Since fort. then, Canterbury has been at the centre of Christian beliefs in Britain. But it was after the murder in this say cathedral. Say that again. Say that word again. Murder. Murder. All right, tag it. <laughs> uh, in Canterbury Cathedral of Archbishop Thomas Beckett in 1170, after he stood up to Henry II, that transformed Canterbury Cathedral into the greatest destination for pilgrims mm-hmm. in the land. Yes. Uh, I've got my glasses on today, by the way. That's because you can read, read your notes. I can read my notes. Um, and there's a candle on the floor where Thomas Beckett's shrine would have stood. I haven't actually found it yet. Well, we, can't, we did walk through it. Yeah, but it, I don't think that was it. Um, <laughs> um, and the shrine um, stood to mark the end of the pilgrimage of hundreds of thousands of people over hundreds of years. Sorry. Shh, be quiet. Yes, people ruining sh- our... The shrine was, it was now just a candle. Yes. But the shrine was apparently the most heavenliest thing and it was encrusted in jewels. An extraordinary ending, as Simon said, to their journey. Well, I suppose it would it? be, yeah. So I did a walk recently where you go through Harbledon, uh, which is just before Canterbury, and it is that you go on the road that the pilgrims would have taken. And you have to use your imagination a bit, but you imagine there was nothing there. No. All those houses and everything. Nothing. So all that, that walk from London to here, mm-hmm. which is 70 miles or so, uh-huh. it's, you know, that's Hello, a long, me. dusty walk. So yeah, to suddenly get trainers. here, they didn't have trainers, no, probably sandals just about. Yeah. And to cut, I suppose, to arrive and see this jewel-encrusted shrine with its candle forever uh, alight must have been quite pretty amazing. Yeah. And also, um, the, the pilgrimage um, happened because they didn't have all the medicine and, uh, that we have today. And so people used to come here and hope to touch a bit of... Thomas Beckett, in order to gain some kind of mm-hmm. holiness, and he might cure their ills. Or... Yes. Yeah, so that must have been quite something. Hmm, I think so. And also, you know, the pilgrims um, generated a lot of income 
for Canterbury, didn't they? Yes, which is but wise. there was a lot of people that couldn't afford. Mm -hmm. So there was a place um, where, so I can't remember the name of it, it's some hospital. Yes, it's just across the road, yeah. isn't it? And uh, it's just basic, I mean, it's just concrete yeah. floor. Yep. Cobbled floor. Yes. And with a church on the second floor. Yeah. And you can go in there for, I think it's like three pounds to go and visit, yeah. We should do yeah. that. It's just on the high street. But it gives you an idea, doesn't it, of, of why Canterbury was so important, or how Canterbury was so important, and that they had to have all these places open up to them so that people could come and stay instead of sleeping on the streets. Exactly. Which I'm sure there's quite a few did that as well. But the shrine, the beautiful shrine, was destroyed uh, during Henry VIII's Reformation, along with Becket's body. And Becket was declared a traitor and stripped of his sainthood. Yes, Henry VIII didn't like that kind of stuff, did he? he? Well, not to be fair, not Henry VIII, but the, all the reformers, all the uh, Protestants, didn't believe in relics and um, how the power in them. They didn't like all that extra... Stuff. They didn't they like the power it. taken away from them, did they? Not the they didn't like to think that anybody else. No, had power. absolute monarchy is all mm. about. It's changed a bit now. It has changed a bit. The yes. Queen. Yes. And the crown starts soon. Oh, you've learned a bit more then, weren't yes, you? Yes, I will, because I'm getting it all wrong today. <laughs> um, so, oh, a foreign phrase. Oh, go on then. Okay. Zir bedant. Zir bedant. Very. Pleasing. Thank you very much. In Dutch. Oh, okay. Thank no, you. we're near Not then. just thank you, but bedant is thank you and zeer. Very much. Ah, so zeer, zeer. It's, it's a bit like German, which is sehr for very. Ah. So zeer bedant. Zeer bedant. Zeer bedant. I can remember much. that. I reckon we could use that on a few people around here today. Yeah. There's a few Dutch people around. So, um, our subject today is... Communication. Communication. It's very, very important. It's changed a lot, hasn't it? In the old days, um, communication was face-to-face. -face. Do you know what? Jack just got a birthday card from my dad, right? It is two weeks late, but that's my dad for you. And on the front of it, it says, oh my goodness, today uh, the electricity went, so I had no PlayStation, no DVD, no Netflix, no nothing. So someone else says, well, what did you do? I said, I had to talk to my family. They seem quite a decent bunch. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. That's the way I thought is. that was quite funny. It's like occasionally they'll come down and talk it's to you. Do. <laughs> but usually if they want something. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Or the electricity's gone out, the Wi-Fi's gone. Yeah. 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 But back in the day, if you wanted to get a message to a neighbouring town, you had to walk there. That's why people didn't travel very far back Correct. then. And Native Americans invented the long-distance communication with smoke signals. Oh. If you did that now, they think something was on fire, oh. wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> then when paper and ink became available, you could write a letter, but it could take weeks or months to get there. Yes, I remember that, sending a letter to my auntie in Australia in a special airmail envelope because it was lighter and uh -huh. the paper was lighter uh, and I yeah you would she wouldn't get it for weeks, weeks. and now you can just email mm -hmm. and she get it straight well I was gonna say she gets it straight away but she is uh, nearly 80 so she refuses to understand how a computer works even though she knows how a computer works 
but time has moved on with communication. Yeah. And um, of course, now we've got the mobile phone. Now, I'm not saying that Alexander Graham Bell invented the mobile phone, but he did no, he didn't. invent the phone. <laughs> you can't claim everything for him. But just because he's Scottish. Of course, I look things up on the internet, and this is this will make you laugh. He was born in Edinburgh. Yes. And he moved to Canada at the age of 23. Okay, That's so he was an 23. adult. 23, he's an adult. An adult. Yep. And six years later, yep. he got his first patent. In Canada? Or? In Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, or America. Anyway. Over there. In the States. Across the water. Oh, uh, yeah. But Wikipedia describes him as a Scottish-born American inventor. American inventor. Hmm. How would you feel being described as... Scottish-born English woman. Don't be ridiculous, I'm Scottish. That's what I'm thinking. There you go. That's what I was thinking. If he was here today, would he be happy being called an American? No, inventor? I wouldn't have thought so. I think not. No. But I'll leave it there. Moving on swiftly. So anyway, what happens these days, um, I'm not sure about the um, primary schools, because I don't have anybody in the primary schools these days. No. But <laughs> We live around the corner from a school, uh -huh. and when, from a high school, and when you see the kids coming out at lunchtime and at the end of the day, what's the first thing they do? They're on their phone. Yeah. Now, interestingly, our local secondary school have banned phones completely in the grounds, yeah. so they won't not allowed to turn it on yeah. until they Switches have left school. Why? As soon as they get through the gate, <laughs> yes. they'll switch them all, all walking into lampposts, but all crossing the street the, without looking. The question would be, is what on earth are they going to receive when all of their friends are at school? Also Correct. can't send text messages. Correct. Maybe they're just waiting for their mums to say, uh, we're parked outside ready to pick you up. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, but their heads are bent down and nobody, there was nobody talking to each other. And there was loads of them. <laughs> I find it really strange. Uh, but of course we do it ourselves, don't we? Yeah. Checking our phones yes. every two seconds in the yes. hope that somebody... And you see it out in restaurants with mm -hmm. families. Yep. And the <gasps> granny's just that looking is out the my, window. That is my biggest bugbear, having a mobile phone at the dinner Put table the when you're out. Away. Even the, the boys look at me if they see someone else on it and they give me a look and I go, I know, I know, yours is going away. I have a real thing against it. For, for exactly the reason we're talking about. If you can't learn to communicate at dinner, how on earth are you ever going to go on your first date and get a boyfriend or a girlfriend exactly. if you're just on your phones? Phone. You're never going to get to know each other, are you? And that, another thing is, when they've all got these uh, all-you-can-eat deals. So they can all use their phone as many times as they like. And they'll go on a train. They've just said goodbye to their friend. They've got on their phone. When you say all-you-can-eat, you mean all-you-can... You can use unlimited oh, texting. Just yeah. checking. Yeah. Not all, all you can, can eat, because I was thinking, I thought you were going down a buffet. Maybe I'm a bit hungry. Yeah, and that's no, why that's I'm thinking of going to a Chinese buffet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that's so they go, the, they go on the trains and they phone their friends, the friend that they've just left at the station, and they go, I'm on the train now. And they go, <laughs> and they go, yeah. I'm looking out the window. And you go, really? And of course, they're not saying, when do they go? I'm looking out the window. But, but I suppose at least they're talking. Yes. And not texting. But they're not actually saying anything. No. No. I like the idea of them using their voices, though, because I always say to people who refuse to speak, uh, it, 
our vocal cords are what separate us from the apes. Otherwise, without them, we are just monkeys. So using the vocal cords is a good thing. It is good. So we've been looking on YouTube, because we like a little YouTube, don't we? Yeah. And we came across this, an American called Celeste Headley. Do you see that? There's a young lad doing a headstand in the cloisters. It's very good. Italian. Very, thing. very good. Yeah. Well, you can speak to him. Oh, oh Franco Bolli. Franco Bolli. Franco Bolli. il bagno. If you went up to him and said Franco Bolli, he'd look at you like, why do you want to stand? probably say I'm Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, back to Celeste Headley, who has given us some ways to communicate better. Firstly, she says, don't multitask, be present, and don't be half in and out of the conversation, which I think is so important. I'm it's always so, doing that. Uh, it's so many people you are talking to and you're aware they're that they're not actually listening to you. And have you ever been in that situation when someone's asked you the question, you've gone, oh, I can't, don't know whether I should say yes or no, I don't I know. know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, and then you have to kind of admit that you <laughs> don't know what they've said, and you have to go, oh, I'm sorry, say that again. <laughs> And if, it's, and if you're the only two in the room, that's really embarrassing. <laughs> so yes, be present because you can't have a proper conversation. But it is sometimes hard, like if my husband's talking about something that I'm not interested in and it goes on and on, if you feign interest, they go on even more. Exactly. And, and, you, like, and you go, hey, now I oh really no. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. So be present. Be Listen. Present. Okay. Don't pontificate. Don't bring yourself into all the conversations. No. Um, I'm always doing that. Yeah, well, you always, I, think, I think that's the trouble with conversation. Is conversation is, is about shared experiences. That's it. So you, because you want to em, um, empathise with people, don't you? Uh -huh. But it stops you from truly listening to it what does. people are saying. So if you just sit and listen, and then you can have your opinion, but let that, the other person talk first. But sometimes when you do that, They'll, they'll pause, and then you've forgotten what it was yeah. that you were going to say. <laughs> and you think, oh, it was really good as well. Yeah. Oh. You have to try and sort of put a mental note, go, I must remember that, I must remember that. But if you're saying, I must remember that, I must remember that, you must also listen too. Yes. <laughs> but also, if you have forgotten it, I'm a great believer in that means that it wasn't that important anyway. Right. So, yeah, so just let the person speak. Don't interrupt all the time, and don't put it all back on yourself. I quite like that okay. one. Um, just go with the flow. Sometimes, you see, you know, when you're thinking of a really good question, let's say kind of what we were saying, you, you, you think of a really good question well, and you stop listening because, because you're thinking, like I was oh, saying. I'm going to forget exactly, it. So, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so go with the flow. And yeah. stop their flow. Yes, yes. Or you forget. I really we had to pause there for a wee second because yes. another hundred yes. kids went past. Don't they know we're trying to record a podcast? Don't they know? Come on. <laughs> I really like this one. Okay. Leave out the details. You know when you get really hung up and you go, right, yeah, so I was going to see my auntie. No, it wasn't my auntie. It was my sister. No, 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 it wasn't my sister. And it was on Wednesday. No, not Wednesday. Thir no, no, not no. Thursday. Anyway, it was... And so you just complicate the whole sentence. People don't need to know no. what date it was. No. But I, I think I, I do it terribly bad, and I only do it 
because I think it's important, and it isn't. My husband will tell a story, and he, more often than not, exaggerates it. So I bring him back, and yeah. I go, no, it wasn't two, it was one. Or it wasn't five. You said, it was so three. correcting. So I'm always correcting, yeah. and he's like, looking at me as if <laughs> it's completely spoiled his train of thought. Yeah. And the whole story. And the story's gone now. It's like, it's well, gone. there's no point. I'm sitting there going, yep, well, I'm right, because... Yes. Um, but, and do those details and does it really matter? matter? No. They probably matter if you're talking to the police Correct. about something you've seen. Yeah. But to anybody else who wasn't no. there, it doesn't matter if you saw one elephant or a hundred elephants no. walking down Ramsgate High Street. No, it makes no difference. Makes I'm, no difference. I, I have got a lot better, but I have to actually bite my tongue yeah. sometimes. I mean, seeing one elephant walking down the high street would be... <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's enough. Absolutely. Um, and listen so important to listen to what the other person is saying. Um, so she says, if your mouth is open, you're not learning. That's true. It's really interesting. <laughs> I'm going to sit there. I'm going to practice now. I've got my mouth open. Am I listening to what you're saying? No, I'm concentrating <laughs> on my mouth getting cold. <laughs> so I thought that was quite a funny one. I mean, most of us don't listen in order to understand. We just listen to reply so yes. I th that's quite telling isn't it we, we don't think that we're going to learn anything from people but we've no. got so much to learn from people mm -hmm. so yes we should um, we should listen more it all goes back to that first one doesn't it you know that whole don't multitask and being present just listening all the time listening to what other people are saying I like that you're practicing it right now because you're doing eye contact and you're putting your head to one side and you are listening. I can yes. tell you're engaged in my conversation. We had to pause again. That was quite a lot. Quite a lot of people there. Um, this is my final one, which I think is really great. And you've written this, so I'm, gonna, I'm okay. cre crediting you this. Be brief. A good conversation is like a mini skirt, short enough to retain interest, but long enough to cover the subject. That was written by a girl. <laughs> I like that. I Not that I wear mini skirts. Cause no. Uh, I'm Obviously. too old for that, but uh, oh, that was really good. Yes, don't elongate the, the story because how many times have you done a story and you found yourself getting bored by what you say that you just go, do you know what, I'm done now. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Shorten bothering. Shorten it, Yes. It. Yeah. Oh, I, I, Cut I'm, to the end. And then we went home. <laughs> you see yeah. the people going, <gasps> yeah, you go, oh, I've lost the audience now. <laughs> yes, so be brief and people will carry on listening. Well, if you're giving a speech, or if you've got to give a talk, mm -hmm. um, apparently a good thing to remember, uh, two words, kiss or kill. Okay. Kiss, Danny, for keep it short and simple. Yep. And kill is keep it long and lengthy. Oh. Long and lengthy, that's the same thing, isn't it? I think it is, yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm sure I could think of another L, L word. That yeah. means boring. Yeah. Yes. No, that makes sense, actually, doesn't it? Yeah. Keeping it short. I mean, how, again, how many times have you been on a course where people have spoken to you and they've spoken at you and you, all you're thinking is, I just want this to end. end. It must be coffee break yet. Yes. It must be lunchtime. It's all, yeah. So keeping it short and sweet. Yes. I like that. Yes. I won't talk about it. Um, my priest and what I did, but anyway, that's for another day. Yes. Um, so uh, we are going to practice listening. We are. And we are going to practice being engaged and being present. 
when, with whoever we are talking to. We're going to put down our mobile phones. We are not going to check them every five minutes. No, I've got, I've got rid of Facebook now. Wow. Oh. Well, when I say I've got rid of it, I just get notices of people's birthdays. Okay, oh, that's, that's fine. It. Yep. I've got to tell you, I did it a while ago. And, and oh my God, I have so much more time on my hands. Especially as my husband's away, you can just find yourself going... What else? It, it is just a way oh. of procrastinating and... Wasting Wasting time. You will love it. Report back to me next week. Well, do you know what? Since I started looking at Facebook, which is probably a couple of years now, I've stopped writing music, I've yeah. stopped drawing, I've stopped because writing. Because you now don't have any time, do you? Dear Bedant. Dear Bedant. Thank you very much as Thank well. Thank you very much. I've okay. enjoyed this. Well, um, famous people in uh, Canterbury. Canterbury. Oh, Orlando Bloom. He was born yeah, here. We did that We one. did that last time, that's yeah, why I remembered it. Tom Baker, remember? Oh, yes. Dun, dun, yes. Dun, dun, dun. Our friend Ed lives in the same village as him now. Does he? Yes. Christmas drinks with the doctor every Talking Christmas. Of friends, I've got a friend that works. <gasps> Which is exciting. You have a friend. That's I amazing. Have a friend. <laughs> I have a friend called Tracy who uh, work, is lucky enough to be the matron of, or one of the matrons, I don't know how many matrons there are, maybe just the one, uh, of the boys' school here. Oh, I don't know if she's lucky to be looking after all no. those boys. But oh my, some of the story says, I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> no, because, let's not. No, I'm not going to repeat let's it. Let's not. <laughs> she is a full-time job. I can imagine it is. Having got two boys well. is full-time. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, so she, but she's not overly famous. She's not overly famous. No, no, no. She might be one day. Maybe. Okay. Michael Crawford. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Brenda, Brenda Blethen. She's from Canterbury. She's born in Canterbury. Try and say that when you're drunk. Brenda Blethen. It's quite hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mark Rylance. Oh, he played Wolf in Wolf Hall. Hall. Yes, he's very good. And Dunkirk. And, oh, yeah. fantastic actor. Yes. Jack D. Miserable. <laughs> I like Jack. But funny. <laughs> yes, I like But it. miserable. Yeah. So. Ah, um, yes. What handy hint do you have for us uh -huh. this week? Right, okay, you might like this one. Oh, do by the way, just sorry to interrupt, which is really bad because we're talking about oh, no, communication. Okay. Um, Connor went back down to um, university and they were complaining in the house that it's very dirty under the fridge. I went, oh, I've got I a little tip for you. Stick, sock on stick underneath. They were like, oh, it's like I told them like this most amazing thing. Like, see, I learned that. So do you, you get two dogs uh -huh. and do you give them dry food? Yes. Okay, so you might like this one then. Getting the dry dog food out of the large dog mm -hmm. bag. Yes, Okay. because they're quite heavy. Yeah, get a four pint milk carton, milk plastic. Bag. Yeah. Chop it in half. Mm -hmm. With the lid still on, now you've got a, a holder. Ah, so well, and obviously you just you'd cut, cut it, it and then you use the bottom bit. You use, no, the, you use top the top bit, bit because it's got a handle and oh. it's got a thing. And so you could take the bottom out and clean it, you know. That's so, a very good and you idea. Just scoop, it, scoop it. So you could try that out. If I you could had try that. I do have know if it a four pint works. milk jug and I do have dog food. So there we could go. try that. I'm sure I can see how it would work for sure. Yes. And I'm sure the dogs would still prefer it if I gave them a lump of steak. And they're a bit. <laughs> I wouldn't try it. No, they they're not getting it. Don't no. worry. It's not happening.
Okay, so on that note, um, where are we off to next week? Dover? Yeah. Excellent. We're going to... The castle, I think. The castle. Yes. I've got my English Heritage um, membership. Have you? I have. When did you get that? When we went to the Isle of Wight. Oh, fantastic. For Osborne House. Osborne House. Oh, it's so amazing. Uh, yes. Oh, so, excellent. So we can go, also go to Warmer Castle and we can go to the gardens Deal. again. Oh, we can, oh, we can start oh, all over again. I'll need to get one now. Yes. I need to renew my membership. Renew it. Yeah. It'll be worth it. I think so. Okay. Oh, and until next week. Bye. Bye.